Welcome to Sastery in the Making, the podcast that features the people who made the software world what it is today and the leaders who are shaping the future of technology. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. Welcome to Sastery in the Making. I am Matt Wallach, your host, and I am super excited to talk today with Jeff Atkinson. And we're going to talk a lot about SEO and transitioning from e-commerce to SaaS and really how you can get more people coming to your site, how you can speed up your site. Jeff is an expert at all of that. So Jeff, thank you so much for coming on the program. Thanks, Matt. It's great to be on. Absolutely. Let me tell you all about Jeff. This guy is the founder and CEO of Huckabye. Huckabye is an SEO cloud platform that speeds up websites and increases organic traffic. They do a lot of great stuff for a lot of people, making sure that you can get more people coming to your site, you get more hits, you get uh, further up the up the charts on the SEO, all that fun stuff, and you speed up your website, which can really impact stuff. I'm excited to learn more about that. Previous to Huckabye, Jeff was the senior VP of marketing at Overstock.com, and he was there for quite a while and actually very instrumental in their rise as they rose to become a power within the e-commerce world. He's been uh, named to the advertising age top 40 under 40, so he definitely knows his stuff, and he even holds two e-commerce related patents, which is a big deal. So Jeff, thanks again for coming on. My pleasure. You did your research, Matt. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try. So I'm really interested to learn about what's going on lately at Huckabye and what's coming up for you guys. Yeah. So Huckabye um, really solves a lot of the big technical SEO boxes that are really hard for companies to solve themselves. So there's a bunch of reasons why Google has a hard time crawling websites, understanding websites. Um, being able to crawl them efficiently. There's things like slow page speed and JavaScript and all these technologies that are really sort of slowing down their progress and making it difficult. Um, we all think of like SEO typically as you know content, link building, um, and, that, and the technical side sort of gets ignored, but it's in my knowledge and my background, uh, it's sort of the most important box to check. And so Huckabye has basically made a technical solution for that. Um, we have a a cloud that allows uh, basically sites to, we have a page speed product, sites can load really quickly. We uh, automate something called structured data, which is this language that allows a website to authoritatively talk to Google. And we take advantage of something called dynamic rendering, which basically allows us to make a copy of the site that's just perfect for Google to crawl. And um, yeah, the search world has changed a lot over the last you know couple of years, to be honest, and it's changing really rapidly, Google's moving at a million miles an hour. And so it's our job to really get out ahead of that and be proactive for our customers, figuring out you know, what's coming down the pipeline with Google to make sure that they're, they're taking advantage of all the new stuff and they're, they're growing. That's amazing. So what led to you founding this? I mean, it seems definitely like a service that's needed. I know a lot of people who could certainly use this, a lot of companies can put this in play, but how did you come up with the idea? What led to founding it? You know, I wish I could say that I had this brilliant idea. You know, now looking back on it, it's like it was just really sort of fortunate that we got here and there was lots of sort of small ideas along the way. But Huckabye, that's really not the, you know, it wasn't a brilliant idea. It was 
actually a really bad idea that turned into a brilliant idea. Um, we started as a B2C uh, company in sort of the e-commerce space that I was used to. Um, we were really having a hard time though, but we had built some really nice SEO automation technology that people that knew the company actually started to want to license it. And so we pivoted about three years ago into this software business and thank God we did. <laughs> um, software is, is where it's at. I um, feel very fortunate to work in the software space and no longer in e-commerce. Um, it's just, a, you know, it's a, it's a higher margin, uh, better category in my opinion. But yeah, we, we got lucky and when we made the pivot three years ago and fortunate to have a really strong CTO that's built some incredible product. And uh, yeah, here we are today, but I can't take credit for, you know, a brilliant, like, you know, light bulb idea that set this all off. That's so funny. I mean, you hear about these all the time and in, in, in what I do helping software companies grow and scale and, and achieve some really great results. I hear about the, a lot of founding stories and so many of them that I hear actually are pieces of their project. What the, the main thing that they now work on are now selling actually at one point was just a little side thing or even a back office behind the scenes sort of thing. Slack is a perfect example. Slack was originally just a tool developed so that they could talk to each other. And uh, it turned out that that was the product. And so it sounds like you had the same scenario. Yeah, I encourage, you know, I think you really have to be willing to pivot and figure out what the market wants based on, you know, actually working through something versus really being, you know, focused on just one specific thing and thinking that your idea is brilliant and that it's, it's going to resonate. Um, it takes trial and error and, and you got to be willing to, uh, and if not even willing, you got to sort of proactively go after um, these small ideas that turn into bigger products. I mean, our first product, uh, software product, we don't even use anymore. Um, it was a little like content widget. And uh, now we've evolved into this totally different thing. So, and even before that, we started, you know, before we went into software, we were a B2C site. So, yeah, you really do have to, as a, as a early stage founder, and even later, I think, uh, be willing to change and be willing to see what actually the market's responding to versus what you think it's going to respond to. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Be willing to change is so important. You mentioned pivot. I think those are those are really great words to be to be aware of and stay on top of as a company to always make sure you're you're getting to that right part of your of your market. So what else did you you know, what else does it take to be successful as you made this this pivot from an e-commerce and now into a SaaS, a software company you said you love the margins. So you're getting some good results. What did it take to be successful, Jeff? Yeah, I think, you know, you can't underestimate like the hard work and sort of endurance of an early stage company. Um, it's not easy. Uh, it's going to be stressful. It's going to be stressful financially um, and sort of enduring those times and coming out the other end is is just a it's an important step that I think almost all founders have gone through. Um, and also you, you have to be willing to sell to your friends. You know, you have to be willing to sell to your network, sell to your friends. You got to believe in your product. You know, I didn't come from a sales or, or B2B background. And so it was a little awkward for me at first, right? That you got to sell into friends and you got to, you know, just put yourself out there as, as aggressively as you can. But that's, that's really, you know, most, most scenarios, that's the path to revenue, you know, is, is actually selling to friends getting the product in people's hands, 
you know, figuring out pricing. Um, and you just have to be sort of tenacious. And, and then there's a lot of like hard work and, and tough times. But, it, you know, once you get the ball rolling, you got to got to, you know, keep pushing it down the path. So, um, you know, that's pretty, pretty common advice, I would imagine. But uh, yeah, being willing to sell into friends and leveraging your network as much as you can are just essential steps to sort of get the startup off the ground. Yeah, I think that's key. And, and like I mentioned, I work with a ton of software founders getting launched and many, many times they don't either think of that or they're a little nervous about it. And you've got to yeah. leverage your own network. You've got to be able to get within the people you already know to get some initial traction, get some initial feedback to get to your product market fit. And yeah. having that network that you've built over your career can be really powerful and helpful for you at that moment when you're launching a new idea, launching a new product, and needing to get that understanding of what people are exactly looking for. Because like we said earlier, you may need to pivot. You may have thought this was yep. a great idea. You built it, you put it in people's hands, and you realize mm, it's not quite there. Or maybe there's this little, little, little side angle we can take. So I love that mm -hmm. advice. You've got to be able to get to your network. Yeah. Don't be shy about cashing in favors. <laughs> it's, the, it's probably the most it's probably the most vulnerable time in your career, and so you really have to to ask friends for help and for favors. And you know, it's and it's it is sort of awkward at first. At least it was for me. But um, you got to get over that and sort of just shamelessly work it because uh, that's that's how these things get going. Yeah, I would I would agree. And so beyond that, so next steps after you get past that network. Uh, have you developed any other new ways of acquiring customers? I mean, obviously, it's a big shift from e-commerce into SaaS. Uh, what other ways have you seen success getting people interested in Huckabye and getting them converted to start using it? Yeah, so for being a marketer, we really started marketing sort of late in the game, which I think is a big mistake of ours. Uh, fortunately, we've gotten our game together this, you know, from a marketing perspective this last year. And that's that's our growth driver. Like in a lot of ways, I think that's going to be the long-term solution to, you know, consistent growth, consistent leads. Um, SEO is an important part of that in terms of our story and what we're trying to do. And then, you know, the but to get sort of to where we are now, there was, you know, a lot of uh, I'd say we we made a lot of sort of sales mistakes. You know, it's not my special. It wasn't my specialty. Um, I've never been a sales leader. Um, and fortunately, now we have a really strong VP of sales that's bringing a lot more discipline and best practices to Huckabay that's, you know, really coming together. But you got to put a lot of like pieces in play and, and check a lot of boxes for that sort of consistent, steady growth to hit. Um, we had a lot of growth very early. We were fortunate like that. We grew really, really quickly out of the gate. And then things sort of flattened off for a while as we try to figure out the sales game. It wasn't just selling to friends, you know, you're trying to trying to actually penetrate the market. And I think that's that's another whole like level up that you have to figure out. Um, and I feel like now we've put enough pieces together that we're starting to see the the nose of the the ship rise again and, and we're starting to really, you know, make some headway. But there was a lot of stuff, you know, that we had to sort of figure out by failing <laughs> to to get us here. And uh, I'm sure more Sales-driven CEOs probably don't make as many um, of these mistakes, but uh, if you're not, you know, if you come from a, a technology background or a marketing background, 
you know, diving headfirst into the sales, like that's the engine. That's what pays the bills. That's what's, you know, that's all that really matters is, is the revenue line. And so uh, you got to be a willing, you know, as a founder to just dive headfirst in on the sales front. I love it. I love it. You're speaking my language right here, Jeff, since that's what I focused <laughs> on. And it's so true. But like you said, you know, maybe a sales focused CEO would understand that. However, in the SaaS world, most founders, most CEOs come from the technical side or the marketing side. Um, yeah. And so very, very few come from an actual sales background with sales experience. And that's a lot of the things that I work with on clients is, you know, they've done a great job setting up their product. They've done even a good job in many cases of getting the awareness out there and getting the marketing in place. But so many of them don't conceptualize the next step and they don't realize, okay, I have a great process in my uh, uh, I've got great frameworks in my product. We've got that all dialed in. We figured out the process for marketing. They don't get that last piece. They don't think of, okay, now we need the sales process and you need that, that path all the way through so that you have a dialed in process and you have things ready to rock. Like you said, you flattened out. I imagine that if you did have that roadmap of exactly the process and what should be happening, you probably would have seen some earlier success and maybe a, uh, you know, your trajectory would have been slightly earlier moving up instead yep. of uh, flattening out. No, for sure. Um, those sales mistakes cost us uh, indeed. And, you know, there was a lot of things that, you know, startups, you're, you're going to do a bunch of things wrong. Like it's just part of the, part of the deal. There's a handful of like perfectly executed startups that have happened. Um, so the quicker, the quicker you can learn, you know, um, and the quicker you can sort of get those sales tactics into place and, and be consistent on the revenue line, you know, just the more value you're going to create as a, as a founder and as an owner. Um, that's really where the value is. You know, the, there's some brilliant ideas that have, that have come out of places that never turned into anything. And then there's some really bad ideas that turned out into like enormous products <laughs> and enormous companies, you know? Um, and so, yeah, it, it is a sales game and you're right. It is interesting how few, how it's, it is mainly, you know, technologists and, and marketers that seem to want to found these companies but then we're highly reliant on getting sales leaders in place. Yeah, yeah, very true. I want to ask you about something you touched on earlier, and that's that's landing page speed. And I think it's super interesting to learn. And I kind of went through your website and learned a bit. It's not something I thought about in terms of how it affects your ranking, your conversions. So talk to me. How how does landing page speed affect your your end conversions? Yeah, page speed is probably one of the most underestimated metrics in this sort of world. Wow. Um, page speed is so impactful. Uh, if you just look at like conversion rates, there's tons of studies that have been done, you know, a 1% improvement in page speed, or I'm sorry, a 5% improvement in page speed almost immediately reacts to a 5% improvement in conversion rate. And wow. if you just think about, especially if you're like a mobile, you know, you, you get some traffic via mobile, it becomes even more important because of slower connection speeds. And then it's one of the top ranking factors for Google now. They don't want people, their users landing on sites that take forever to load. So you just won't rank if, you're, if your site's slow. And everybody's an offender. Like every website is an offender of this. You know, we don't 
think when we want to add a chat box to the homepage or to the website, what it's going to do to the page speed. We just do it. There's and so that there's a lot of yeah, page speed was a metric that we actually kept on the executive scorecard at Overstock and we tracked it like a hawk. And it was really, really important to our overall growth. Um, so yeah, we we and it's becoming even more important. There's a huge algorithm update coming in 2021 that Google has announced called the Page Experience uh, algorithm update, and it's it's actually been delayed because of COVID. It's it's there. I think it's going to be a really big one. Um, they didn't want to disrupt you know the economy too much with this algorithm update, but it's basically based on page speed. So it's saying. You know, if you don't have a good experience with performance and performance is really like how fast is it load? Um, sure. How quick is the site to respond? Then you, you're just not going to be ranking at all. So um, focusing on it now ahead of that update, they're probably going to update do it in sometime early 2021. Now's the time to work on page speed. Um, it will move a ton of metrics if you get it right. Like it'll move your conversion rate. You'll get a lot more leads. You get a lot more. You know, whatever if you're b2 b2c you'll get a lot more just orders um it'll impact your seo tremendously it's it's a very important metric that that we've figured out just how important it is and so we doubled down and built the product around it that's amazing that's super interesting i don't think a lot of people are thinking about that so i i, I bet your clients are getting a ton of value from your product through that help so uh, i also want to touch on seo you know how should companies view SEO as part of their overall marketing strategy. What, what do you advise to your clients? You know, SEO, in my opinion, is sort of like the oxygen of the internet. Um, without it, you know, you really can't survive. Um, if it's the most scalable growth lever you can probably pull, you know, look at the brands that have been built on SEO, Overstock, eBay, Amazon. I mean, almost every large company that you can think of in sort of that operates, you know, with a decent percentage online, um, especially in times like these, it's, you got to be playing in this space. Um, it gets ignored, I think, because paid channels are a lot sexier. You know, there's um, agencies will always push you towards paid channels versus SEO, but true growth happens organically. And that starts with SEO. And then it starts building email lists and leveraging email marketing and CRM. And then it's organic on some of these other platforms like LinkedIn and you know earned what we call earned media, this type of thing, doing podcasts. Um, that kind of hard work is really the fundamentals of a of a successful, you know, marketing and overall just growth strategy. So I see it, yeah, as the oxygen of the internet. You know, you, you just need sure. it to survive. And the more of it you get, the stronger you're gonna be. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So if somebody wanted to put SEO in play, how long does it take for an SEO strategy to pay off? Yeah, that's sort of the, the tough piece, right? It takes a while. It'll take at least six months um, to see something significant. And you're talking, you know, working hard for about a year, that's when it'll start to really pay off. But it's not something you ever like, just say, okay, I'm done. You know, this is all good. You, It's continuous. And that's why I think a lot of it's hard work and it, it, it is something that I think a lot of companies shy away from because it is hard. Um, yep. We're trying to alleviate that pain being Huckabye. Like that's our goal is to make it a lot easier. But uh, it's it's not something that happens overnight, you know, and that's how why it's different than than other channels is that it does take time. But when you get it right, it is a game changer. I mean, it absolutely can 
just change your company, you know, completely change where you're at and you just level up to a whole different level. Absolutely. It's amazing. So what exactly does Huckabye do to help out with the page speeds and the SEO? Yeah. So think of Huckabye as basically like a translator. We make your site speak to Google in the most perfect uh, English you could imagine. So there's a few things that we do to do that. One is the importance of structured data. And structured data is this language that you know allows a website to authoritatively talk to Google. It also creates and gives you the opportunity to rank for what they're called rich features, which are, you know, when you used to search, you get back 10 blue links, and now you search and it's like a whole experience. All those things that aren't blue links, <clears throat> that's powered by this language, which is something like a very large percentage of the real estate. Um, so we automate that process. Um, dynamic rendering, again, is, is basically creating a, a flat HTML copy. Um, and we have a product called SEO Cloud <clears throat> that sits underneath our Huckabye Cloud that wow. gives sort of our customers this perfect version of their site. And then, yeah, we have a PageSpeed product that's brand new. It's actually in beta right now. So it's a free beta. If any of your listeners want to sign up, just go to our site, put in the podcast and say, yeah, I'd love to get, a, get on the beta. Um, really and it, cool. you know, it's pretty crazy. We, we went from, you know, they score page speed in a scale of zero to a hundred. We started our own personal site, started at a 42 out of a hundred and now we're a 97. So, wow. It's lightning fast. It really works. You know, different customers get different, um, sort of upswings as a result, depending on how, how messed up their site is today. But, uh, yeah, it has a it has a dramatic impact, and um, yeah, we feel we feel technology wise really strong about our PageSpeed. Well, all of our products, but the PageSpeed one is particularly exciting right now because it's a very important topic. It's actually very relevant in the SEO space. People are talking a lot about PageSpeed because of this update coming in twenty twenty one. So, yeah, it's a good time to get out get out ahead of that uh, that update and, and work on PageSpeed. Yeah, that's amazing. That's definitely something that I myself need to look at, but. Uh, <laughs> We'll also be letting my clients know and, and pushing them your way. That's a great thing to offer that beta to them. Thank you so much. Um, so, so you've done a great job, Jeff, and kind of just as we're wrapping up here, you've done a great job of building this company, Huckabye, definitely a player. So uh, what tips would you give to other software founders who are kind of just getting started? What, uh, what kind of helped you along the way that other people should think about? Well, I can give them a few shortcuts from my downfalls. I'd say start marketing early, um, especially with the, the sort of earned stuff like uh, SEO, building an email list, um, your own personal LinkedIn profile. Um, don't be afraid to sell to friends, <laughs> you know, yep. cash in those favors. Um, Good one. Just be shameless. Like you're building your baby and you've got to do everything you can to get it to, to get it off the ground. So, um, be willing to try, you know, anything for growth. Um, you know, that's, it's just a, it's a critical phase or sort of make it or break it. And um, you got to be able to, you know, got to be willing to just, to just try it all. I, I think that's great advice. I talk with clients and I have these one-on-ones and I say, well, what have you been doing? And they say some stuff. I say, have you tried this, tried this? Oh no, we don't like that. Well, hey, like you're asking me for advice and help on how to grow and I'm giving you advice and you say you don't like it. I'm telling you, this is how you have to do it. So be willing to try it all is yeah. is really great advice. So thank you for that. 
course, there's a lot of things in startup world that you're going to have to do that you're not going to like. I'll tell you that much. It's not all. It's not glamorous. That's for sure. And I think that's what it is. I mean, everybody can start a company, but not everybody can grow a company and have it achieve scale. It's the ones who are doing things that are uncomfortable for other people and doing things that others aren't is where you're able to differentiate and find the success. Yep. No, I really sure. believe that. So again, we've been talking with Jeff Atkinson from Huckabye, and this has been really informative. So I'm really, really glad you came on. But how shall our audience best learn about you and what you're doing? Yeah, the best way. So we're, we love podcast listeners. Um, if you come to our site and just say, hey, we heard about you um, via this podcast, we take care of podcast listeners. You usually get a nice discount. Um, I take a lot of those calls personally too. Um, and then LinkedIn is probably the best way to get in touch with me personally. Um, but yeah, those are sort of the two best avenues to, to learn about Huckabye or get in touch with me. Perfect. And listeners, I will put that in the show notes as well. So if you just want to click over to that, you'll be able to see links over there so that you can get that discount that Jeff was talking about. But uh, this has been great, Jeff. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Matt. This has been a blast. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to Sastery in the Making. Join us next episode for another look into how today's visionaries are creating the next generation of innovation.